What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 86 of Land Parties from the Las Vegas Review Journal. I am your host, Lucas Agan, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Ryan Smith. Ryan, today is your first official day back at work. How does it feel, and how was your long weekend? It was it was good. It, it was, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was nice having the, the break and everything like that. Uh, however, it always goes too quickly and i didn't get a lot of sleep uh during that time but it's nice to be back working i know i've got projects that are already you know on the docket so uh, i'm coming back in uh things are blazing but it's nice too uh i've got my my mom's out here in town and then my dad actually got in today so we're hoping to be able to get a family photo with all the kids and stuff like that and be able to hang out and whatnot a little bit so i'm just glad that that fall is around the corner i love fall so you know it's like i'm ready for this summer heat to die down us to get into fall and then and then obviously uh into winter and all that stuff so uh, other than that though I, I i went back a little bit and um i was able to I'm working on, I'm still working on Mass Effect and finishing everything up on that first one. I should be done with that soon. I'm going to move on to two, uh, probably on stream. And then I've been playing this mobile game, Marvel Revolutions, I think it is, uh, which is like an MMO. Kind of reminds me of DC Universe, but uh, it there's similarities. But uh, it, I'm having a blast playing that. I'm not really a mobile gamer. Uh, so I think it says a lot <laughs> that I'm having fun playing it. The graphics are really solid on it. It's it's actually fun. The controls are nice and easy. Uh, so, yeah, I haven't really been doing much. And then, you know, of course, Destiny 2. So uh, I still haven't gotten a chance. Sora and I are, are friends now on there. We haven't had a chance to play yet, but soon, soon. How's your weekend, brother? My weekend was good. It was uh, mostly non-gaming, but I went to see Shang-Chi, the new Marvel movie, nice. which uh, if you guys feel safe enough to go, I would highly recommend it. I think it's it's definitely top tier Marvel, uh, especially for their solo outings. Uh, and then I am trying to finish this also a mobile game called Fantasian. Uh, I talked about this a while ago. Uh, they made miniature sets and then... Uh, the your character, your game characters are going through like actual sets, which so the visual style is pretty cool. They, I mm. think they just released part two or they're about to, so I got to finish part one to get caught up and get on that. But I'm gonna be honest, Ryan. Today's news in my head has been dominated by we're getting the Matrix trailer on Thursday. That's right. And <laughs> It's being released at 6 a.m. Luckily, I start work at 5 a.m., so I will be wide awake for this and counting down the minutes for that hour until it comes out. And I am just ridiculously pumped for this. I've been waiting for this forever. Been a long, it's definitely been a long time coming for you uh, for this. I'm excited too. You should totally, you should totally do a, a a live react or something or record your reaction to watching it. I think it would be great. You're gonna cry, aren't you? I, <laughs> it will be tears of happiness or tears yes. of sadness. One of the two. <laughs> awesome. Yes. What are, so? What are we getting into today? Yeah, so let's start with Sony because Sony's had some good news, bad news as of late. So let's just get the bad news out of the way. Uh, I think a lot of people are excited for Horizon, uh, us included. But Ryan, we had a little bit of a snafu here that 
to Sony's, <clears throat> excuse me, to Sony's credit, they fixed quickly, but this was a completely self-inflicted wound that should never have happened. Way back when this game was first announced, it is going to be a PS4 and PS5 game, right? Right. And they had said that the upgrade was going to be free. <laughs> well, <laughs> then they tried to say maybe that wouldn't be the case. <laughs> and then they had to come back and go, well, since we already said Horizon's upgrade was going to be free, maybe we should honor our word. But other future releases, there is going to be a charge. I believe it's $10. Uh, yes. I will say if I remember uh, the, yeah. to upgrade from PS4 to PS5. Ryan, let's start with the Horizon news here. Like what what in their minds? They already had said it was going to be free, this particular game. Why, why would they think it was a good idea to then go, hmm, there's going to be a charge for this one? Yo, know, th- this is Sony getting caught in 4K. I mean, this is so anti-consumer of them uh, to nickel and dime. And you've got to think, too, if they know that not a lot of PS5s are in people's hands. So the majority or a lot of people that are going to be getting it are going to end up having to get it for PS4. So for them originally and how it was supposed to be was that, oh, uh, you're going to have to pay again. If you want it on PS5, you have to pay for it brand new prices to be able to get it on PS5. That's what they reversed on. However, among their nine different versions of this game, uh, that that in itself is just a whole nother conversation. But I believe with one of the 250 packages, uh, you you were able to get the upgrade within that. So my assumption would be, and I've been in that conundrum where when we went from PS3 to PS4, I was like, I'm not bu- buying this game on PS4 as well. I already have it on PS3. I never touched the games again, <laughs> but I certainly didn't go and buy it again for for the upgraded console or whatever so they know that that doesn't really work and and that's where it feels very anti-consumer to to do that and to have a system in place like that no real way of of going like hey man like you know even within a generational gap these people that that already have these games most likely aren't going to purchase it again and certainly not at full price. So it was good on them to quickly turn face and say, wait, we've number one already promised this game to be a free upgrade. So shame on you on that. We They got caught. 4k i say um (laughs) (laughs) so so that they made quick on that but it it is disappointing seeing that in the in in the news in in uh uh you know what they were saying i believe it was a blog post that you know moving forward that a lot of the first first party games would be ten dollar upgrades which essentially if you got it brand new at 59.99 then you'd be getting it at sixty nine ninety nine, uh, which is what the price is for some of these uh, next gen uh, uh, games. That's fair. There hasn't really been an, a price increase in years as far as video games, so I think that's fair uh, to go along with the technology and whatnot. But you know, it's just disappointing because we know that within. Uh, xbox's ecosystem and the smart delivery we were all laughing about smart delivery when we said what are you talking about smart delivery that's foolish 
yo, that's making a lot more sense now. And again, I just feel like there is this swing in the pendulum, uh, at least for me personally, where it's just like Xbox and Microsoft have really focused on on the consumer and being able to, again, seamlessly get people into their e- ecosystem, no matter what they're playing on, what they're what they're doing. So I, I feel like, you know, Sony just keeps making these weird moves, you know, one step forward, two steps backwards as far as their whole business plan and what they have in store. And I don't feel like they're really adapting well to what the competition is doing. Because I, I feel like as the days go by, as the months goes go by, we're getting more, there's less and less of an incentive to be a Sony person or whatever. I mean, I don't really, you know, I have a PC and I'll play on whatever. It doesn't matter to me. Right. I don't have any kind of like, but, uh, you know, there are some people that are like that, but you know, again, it, it doesn't. It just just doesn't bode well for for Sony in their moves. So I don't know. I, it's a. It's. I understand the move. At least there's now a pathway moving forward for being able to upgrade. It would have just been nice to be like, you know what? You already bought this game on PS4. We're gonna up, upgrade it for free. You know, just for you guys, since uh, you guys are putting the money in, we just it doesn't see it seems almost like we should feel like we're privileged to be able to use their equipment. And I'm not a fan of that. (laughs) Right. You know, and it's interesting because if you if you go back to the PS4, Xbox One generation, you know, Mm -hmm. the day Sony won that generation was that E3 when Microsoft uh, kind of stumbled uh, with their Xbox announcement saying things like it had to be connected to the internet. You know, they weren't going to allow trade-ins at first before they kind of went back and some of this stuff. And Sony just Mm -hmm. came out and was like, you can trade in games. We're pro consumer. You know, we're not, you don't have to check in. You can do whatever you want with the games you own. Like, and now it seems like this is almost like a a flip-flop where Sony's making these choices that like you said, almost seems (laughs) anti-gamer, anti their base. And it's just weird. And you know, especially with the Horizon thing, right? Like, you already said it was free before you tried <laughs> to then say it wasn't free. Second, and I I think gamers deserve grace on this, is it's not easy to get your console still. Like, it's not like, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it still requires you to be monitoring sites, monitoring social media, and kind of just being lucky that your internet connection's ready to go and you've got fast enough fingers to click and buy it, right? So, like, mm-hmm. this, we're not in a situation where anybody that wants to own a PS5 can o- own a PS5. We're still right. very much in a, hey, I want a PS5. Yeah, when I'll get one? Like, <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. It's just weird that Sony is is doing all these self-inflicted wounds, having to go back and then be like, but aren't you happy we changed our mind? Well, no, because you made a stupid decision to begin with. Like, like mm-hmm. I'm not happy that you made the wrong choice and then fixed it. I, 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 we're not grateful because you fixed your mistake. Like, we don't <laughs> want you to be making these mistakes in the first place. Right. It You know, and I, I wonder, too, and it makes me think, just how much of an impact the pandemic has had as far as obviously we know there's the global chip shortage, which means that production slows down. Even if it wasn't, I don't know that people will be able to get the consoles in their hands anyway, if, if mm-hmm. circumstances were, you know, pre 2020, but 
it almost feels like they are trying to compensate because they know there's going to be a drop off, probably in the numbers that they've had projected to investors. And I'm wondering if it was a move to try to make up some of those losses that are naturally going to occur in this in this current you know state of, of the world. Um, you know, but again, it's like you got to get a little more creative than that, especially with the gaming community. You know, you people are going to see through that stuff. And clearly they did it so fast, uh, you know, but again, you can't go and, and then renege on promises and things that were said earlier on. Like somebody should have checked the tapes and be like, wait a second, we can't we can't do this. We've already said they're going to notice if somebody is going to pull it up. It's in the Internet. It, it exists everywhere. So, you know, for for them to <laughs> even have to, to go through this situation and have to recant basically what their statement was. It's like, you know, that's egg on your face. Big disgrace. Uh, come on now. You gotta, what are you doing? Who's over there doing things? You know, okay. who's, who's over there making these decisions? Do you think that they, they knew that they had promised that, but they thought they could get away with it? Or do you think that they somehow just forgot? I can't imagine that it would have been an intentional thing. Uh, especially the way that everybody is a detective on the internet, you're going to get, you know, people are going to remember that, especially, and, and not only that, but it wasn't that long ago that they've said that. So that to me was one of the selling points is the fact that it's going to be a free upgrade. All right, great. That means I can get it on PS4 and I don't, you know, and then whenever, whenever I do get a PS5, I can then do the upgrade. That was part of why, you know, with uh, Spider-Man and, and having that free upgrade, mm -hmm. it, you know, like what's $10, what's $10. And I say that, I say that because that's uh millions of dollars to them because uh, a ton of people are paying this. Um, but it's like, you know, give your give your community uh you know give us give us give us something man give us something uh i just don't i don't feel that uh it's it's they've been there's been a lot of kind of missteps i feel and and uh you know i i, I i'm questioning some of the decisions that are being made what those conversations look like in a room that it's happening in so i don't know yeah. get on them for for backtracking on that but come on you guys should have known better than that especially the fact that you said it and and you know it was documented that this is going to be a free upgrade and you said uh not really plus here's nine different versions of it that yep. you can spend your your money on it's like what like what what yeah can <laughs> can you imagine if they had stuck to their guns on that and the game had just recently been delayed and then they were going to say there's nine different versions. And then they, if they would have stuck with, and now it's no longer a free upgrade. <laughs> right. It, yeah. I mean, it would that was a slippery slope that they started skating down. And and somebody somebody went in and said, we need to rectify this immediately because it's it'll make things worse. Why do we have so many different versions? Like, whatever, what happened to the collector's edition and the standard <laughs> edition? Like, what happened to that? Like... <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like why there I believe there are nine different versions that you can get. And I imagine that the 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 statues or whatever that come with them would be pretty dope. Uh I haven't really gone in and looked at the different versions and stuff like that, but it's you know, again, to me it just reeks of cash grab and and you know, taking it 
taking people's money just to just to take it. I, I almost bought the Destiny, and I'm still not sure about that. That's around the same price, two fifty, but it comes with a ghost when the hive ghost. And I was like, <laughs> I really shouldn't, but I so badly want to. They're targeting people like me. Stop it. <laughs> anyway. Aside from that stuff, we are getting a showcase here uh, this Thursday. They're going to be doing a showcase, which I'm, I'm curious to see. I know that there's there's some games. I know that there's been talks a little bit about an actual Spider-Man 2, um, an actual sequel for the original Spider-Man that, that came out here a year or so ago. So that one's got me uh, excited because that game is super dope. I still haven't, I still haven't done the uh, Miles Morales. Is there anything within this showcase? I don't know. Like I try to go into these things with low expectations um, just because I don't want to get myself all hyped up and then be all salty that something wasn't shown <laughs> or whatever. So it's like, I take it with a grain of salt and, and whatever they present is, is, you know, how I'll take it. I'm curious to see, uh, here's one, if we get anything from God of War. I think this would be a true test to whether, you know, has that, that has officially been delayed, right? Or. Yeah, that's, that's, yes. that's sometime okay. next year. Yeah. Okay. But I would love to see something, you know what I mean? If they, if they have anything from God of War, I'd love to see more than, than what we've seen. Cause we haven't seen much of anything for that so far. So that'd be nice. But I was mm-hmm. wondering, do you have anything? Are there any games uh, that that you kind of expect or are hoping to see at this showcase? So let me first say, Ryan, your line of thinking is logical and probably the smartest way to do it so you don't <laughs> get overly hyped. Naturally, I'm ignoring that, and I am getting super hyped. <laughs> and I've imagined games that probably won't even show up. I don't even know if they exist, but I'm still going to dream. So mm. <laughs> here's why I'm getting super hype though they're not calling this a state of play they're calling it a showcase right so in my mind this has to be deeper dives into some bigger games at least that's what i'm hoping uh Mm -hmm. otherwise why not just call it a state of play right so i do expect to see god of war uh obviously some more of horizon uh i i am crossing my fingers for a a spider-man 2 i would love a surprise reveal that a new infamous game is coming Mm, and I, mm-hmm. I have zero to go on on why that would happen, <laughs> but it's a popular <laughs> series. And I think, you know, it would be fun to at least get a tease to that. And here's here's my pie in the sky that I am reaching out of nowhere, but I'm grabbing onto this for a couple days and I am holding it and I'm going to dream. Mm-hmm. Kojima tweeted out about the Matrix this morning. <laughs> mm. So Sony's going to end the presentation with a shocker. Of saying oh. a Kojima Matrix game is coming and they're going to drop the mic and that's going to be it. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be now, absolutely amazing. In my mind, my mind's justification is this. When the Matrix Reloaded came out, they also had Enter the Matrix and they also had an- the Animatrix, the animated stuff, right? So it's mm-hmm. not unprecedented for that franchise to have a game and other mediums come together to enrich the story. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that maybe a Matrix game is in development. <laughs> Admittedly, I am just grabbing this from Kojima's tweet with nothing to go on, but... <laughs> If there was one mind in gaming that could do this crazy far out Matrix game, it would be Kojima. So I'm hoping. And when it happens, you heard it here. You heard it it here first, and you're welcome. 
<laughs> that exclusive that would be that would be amazing i'd love to see something uh on that just uh just uh yeah that'd be crazy that would be absolutely crazy the thing that i mean the thing that i'm not really looking forward to i know that there's some more remakes and things like that that are coming out i am so burnt out on on remakes of games and whatnot like some of them don't get me wrong i love the fact that there's a mass effect remake uh, but some of these games, I feel like, I mean, like The Last of Us, uh, I think that's something that that is in development or they're mm-hmm. working on and whatnot. And it's like, man, that game is still fairly new. It's relatively new. It still plays good and it looks good. Like, I just feel like I, I wish that some of those resources would have been used for new IPs or, you know, something or or a continuation of a story or something uh, yep. as far as with that. So it's like, you know, I'm, I'm always like, you know, like remakes could be cool. And I just feel like there's so many right now, different remakes of games that are coming out. I'm just like, you know, and, and then it's, it goes into, is it really a remake or is it a, a reboot uh, of a game as well? You know? So it's just, I don't know. We'll see again. I'm going in with, with little expectation and and I am always up for being pleasantly surprised uh, with what they've got this show. So obviously I'll be I'll be tuning in and, and watching all that stuff. I believe it's only about I think it's only supposed to be about like 40 minutes uh, too. So I'm wondering if they you know how deep then they will go into games or is it going to be that's something true. that's a little you know what I mean? You know, a faster paced uh, just bah, 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 bah. Uh, kind of like what the uh, the Xbox uh, uh, their yeah, E3 showing was. That's the perfect length for a Matrix game logo to come on screen at the end and be like, it's coming. <laughs> I can no, see it. I, I feel you with the remakes. It feels like we're getting too many. Uh, it, you know, look, I'm a huge Last of Us fan, but we had The Last of Us on PS3, the remaster mm-hmm. on PS4, and now we're getting a remake on PS5. Like, it just doesn't... Too much. I would rather see new IP and and gives creative minds a chance to explore different worlds for sure. Um, but Ryan, we we also wanted to touch on uh, a new feature <laughs> coming to Roblox that I know you, as a parent, are not thrilled about. Yeah, yeah, and I had to, you know, I went in and did some uh, research, and and this is, um, you know, we talked about this. I want to say uh, earlier, it was either earlier this year or late last year, excuse me, but we knew that they were testing and looking through about bringing voice chat to Roblox and it officially is a thing now uh, as far as now, you know, according to reports, um, they sent out the the beta for this to 5,000 developers that are 13 plus. Uh, essentially right now it's kind of like a closed beta of it. So they are testing, testing it out and it's spatial audio is what it is. So you have to be within proximity of the person to be able to hear them. But that also, even that in itself is you can then directly have somebody speaking to you that who knows, cause we know, and they recognize this as well in the article that majority of their fan base and, and users are children. So they are being super, super uh, careful 
while they're going through this testing process, seeing where the issues are and things of that nature. And they've gone as far as saying there may it may come to the point where we never introduce chat to 13 or younger. Maybe that 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 scales up or down. We don't know yet. They're they're figuring it out. It just came out. Obviously, we know that there's a lot of people that that can uh, abuse features such as this. Not only that, but but obviously with little little children being playing in the game and being a part of this, this also brings up other issues and other problems that can potentially take place in Internet or online space. That to me is one of the biggest uh, uh, scary points as far as with that. However, I don't know if you guys are familiar or not, but there is an app that is similar to Discord. If you don't know what Discord is, kind of like a communication app where where uh, you can build out your own server and then people can come in. There's video chat, there's audio channels, uh, things of that nature. There's a, a very similar app called Gilded. They actually bought out Gilded. Uh, so Gilded is now under the the Roblox umbrella, and they had stated that they may look at finding a way of using Gilded's infrastructure to be able to for kids to be able to get basically chat with their friends, even if they're not playing in the same game. So we're talking about outside of spatial uh, voice chat. And this would be on more of a server based thing or or outside of the actual. I don't know if they'd work it into Roblox, the game, but it's a separate app. Gilded is. So I thought that was interesting. And that could be something that because then at least there's more control over who the kids can speak with. Uh, I don't know what that looks like, but the thing as far as with this, because this I mean, instantly when I saw this, like this is a terrible idea. I, it does make me more confident that they are actually going through and they're going to take their time because they realize the potential issues that could come with this. So I, I what do I know? Obviously, you probably have never played Roblox or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on on something like that, especially with with, you know, you're a gamer. You've been in, in voice chat and, you know, yeah. it could be super duper toxic. I mean, I mean, honestly, I, I, depending on the game, I don't like doing voice chat anyway, uh, because mm. of, of the toxicity that, uh, is prevalent in it sometimes. And, you know, it's, it's reassuring that they're taking their time and, you know, it, it's good that, that they're saying, Hey, this might not ever roll out, you know, if we find there's too many issues. So I'm glad they're taking that path. Uh, but anything, especially, with a game aimed at younger audiences just makes me worried about it. Uh, you know, there, how many stories of, of things that, that have safeguards that people still find ways to abuse, get around and, and use for, for bad purposes. I, ah, like, I trust that, that they're going to do their due diligence here. But if, if I had a kid, which, which I don't, if I had a kid though, like if they did roll this feature out, I still wouldn't let them use it for you know a couple weeks to make sure that everything they tested plan pans out like they think it would uh i don't know right right i know that obviously you are a father if this rolls out would you let them use it right away absolutely not this is this would be default should <laughs> default be turned off 
Uh, I feel anyway, because uh-huh. nah, dude, I'm not taking those chances. The only way would be if I was sitting there monitoring what was happening, then that would be something. But even then, I mean, there's been crazy stuff I see in chat, uh, in their, in their typed out chat. I see crazy things. I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> so yeah, this is not, <laughs> I'm glad that they're taking precautions, but there is no way that I would allow my child to to do this and again i'm thinking that this is probably going to lean more towards a 13 plus and it'll probably stay at 13 plus would be my guess this also makes me wonder though too what exactly are i feel like this is a step in a bigger picture for them number one them buying gilded uh there's a lot that they can do with that platform i've kind of i've looked into it a little bit and i actually have a profile and stuff like that but i haven't really utilized it and what it could do but it very much reminded me of discord but i'm wondering if this is their way of trying to you know how fortnite does all the you know they do in-game stuff and things like that i'm wondering if this is a bigger infrastructure move for them to bring in voice chat uh, and to 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 see what the bigger picture is. I feel like there's pieces to this puzzle that we don't see that they're making these moves. Uh, but it's nice to see that they're they're taking their time in implementing this stuff. But I am curious to see what their bigger picture is, because a ton of kids do you know they do play this there's ways to that they could build games for roblox and stuff like that so i feel like there's a lot of potential within that universe especially for a uh, educational purposes uh within children yeah that could be really interesting if if it became more of a a platform rather than than a game necessarily so yeah no that that could be fun and if they can evolve and morph into that that would be really cool you know anything that would get kids interested in you know potentially building their own games in the future or just get those creative juices flowing that that Mm -hmm. would be awesome so uh like you said that's that's intriguing hopefully that pans out in in a good way yeah, you know me. I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be keeping an eye on this and, and the moves that uh, Roblox makes. But uh, you know what? Let's take a quick commercial break, and we will talk some more here on the back end. See you real soon. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to those short messages. And Ryan, I'm going to put you on the hot seat a little bit here. Yeah. I mean, we all know streaming is is always in the news, but I think it's revved up again uh, for both good and bad reasons in recent weeks here. And I know you've been a streamer for, for years now, uh, so you've mm-hmm. kind of got a handle on what it's like to grind it out and some of the challenges streamers face. When you see everything that's been happening lately like do you do you have overall thoughts both good and bad i know twitch has been a particular battleground of things that they have done but things that the community sees that still need to be improved do you do you get have a sense on on how you think twitch is doing I mean, from, you know, again, for me, it's everything is individual as far as with that. Everybody's experiences are different or, you know, how they feel about the uh, about Twitch. Um, I I think, you know, it's great to be able to have a platform. And right now that's where all the eyeballs are for the most part is on Twitch. So, 
you know, that that's why I feel like a lot of people are there, but there are a lot of issues that, that are very, very much vocalized by the community that it just seems like Twitch can be slow at making moves. Again, I don't know what the behind the scenes looks like for them, what their process is or, or any of that stuff. So it's hard to really definitive be like, Oh yeah, they don't care because X, Y, and Z. But I mean, when you look at it, they take 50% uh, cut up to, even when you're a partner, there's still, unless you're making enough or have enough subs to then be able to negotiate a different pay split with Mm -hmm. them, it's 50%, which is a huge chunk. I mean, when, when you look at it in a, in a business sense, if somebody were taking 50% of your profits uh, off the top, you know, it's like, Ooh, that is really, really steep uh, as far as with that. So it, it just seems like they, and I wouldn't use the word necessarily monopolize, but right now there's not, you know, the competition is Facebook gaming and we're seeing in YouTube gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, YouTube, especially, I think, is is really promising. We just saw Tim the Tatman move over there. We just saw Dr. Lupo go over there. We know Dr. Disrespect's been over there. So they've got some bigger names and they've got the capital to be able to bring bigger names over there. Uh, I have gone on there and it definitely feels different. It doesn't feel as fun as Twitch, you know, as far as the UI and Uh stuff like that. But I think that, you know, again, they've got the infrastructure. I think they're now, if they're going to be throwing these ducats to pull over streamers like that, I think they're going to be seriously putting some investment into into their streaming platform, uh, which is great. Mm-hmm. Competition is always great when it comes to business that create that causes other companies to have to be innovative, new, you know, and, and brings a lot of a lot of things uh, to light as far as business practices. Um, so I think this is a good thing. But, yeah, Twitch is not the end all be all. And I, I think a lot of people, you know, kind of make that mistake along with that. They they put a lot of time into actually being live. And that's one of the things that I've learned uh, a lot too, is not about necessarily the amount of time that you're live, because I think just as important, if not more important, is the work and things that you're doing offline outside of Twitch and then bringing and funneling people into your Twitch is a, is a more feasible way of, of building an audience and, and doing things uh, along with that. I know that there was recently uh, the the a day off of Twitch here uh, September first. Uh, that was to to basically uh, the community and streamers and content creators. It's a way of them, um, you know, basically saying, "Hey, there's been these hate raids going on and things of that nature. You guys need to go in and and this stuff needs to get fixed." I know about it. I've, I've been, you know, I've gotten not necessarily hate rated, but I've had trolls come in. They've been able to tap into my discord uh, and they will find all kinds of different ways to be able to just be uh, as, as offensive as possible to get a reaction out of people and, and things of that nature. But there's got to be some sort of protection. And I think that's what people are looking for is a little more protection from, you know, the company, the platform, uh, for the content creators, because a lot of times it'll be you, the content creator, that gets in trouble for allowing something like that app to happen. That's crazy. Uh, but it, 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 at the same time, it, I guess that's the same thing as, say, a uh, live broadcast. 
and having uh, a a uh, an offensive guest on. If you're not prepared uh, to have bleeps ready or to whatever, then the FCC would find you the station for broadcasting it. So right. that stuff actually tracks within that same world. And I, I feel like some of this stuff, there's a, uh, there's a weird, I guess, non-crossover from broadcast, television broadcast, and internet broadcast, but you see it. So it'll be interesting to see how some of that stuff evolves. And if they do, they basically, <laughs> they sent out an email that basically was like, yo, do you have moderators? Uh, it's like, come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> it's like, come on, here's some tools and tips is is the email that we got as far as with that. That was their response uh, to a day off of Twitch. However, though, I still feel that that was successful because it was talked about in, in countless media uh, 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 organizations. Uh, mm-hmm. There is there is reports and things like that. So that really is the goal is to bring attention and to to open up that dialogue to to happen because there needs to be there does need to be changes as far as with that stuff yeah you know and it's interesting too because twitch is a platform the one thing that they were super successful at is when you hear somebody say i stream they just think of twitch first right they don't mm-hmm. they don't they don't think of youtube gaming yet they certainly don't think of facebook gaming so you know twitch has has ingrained itself to be ubiquitous with stream live streaming so mm-hmm. obviously that's great for streamers because you have a platform that's well known to everybody uh and it it's seeing them react it's it's never easy to keep track of an evolving platform like i'll say that of course you know new challenges are going to come up every single day and it can't be easy for any organization to to be on top of that but I, I do hope that like YouTube gaming especially will start to uh, be a, a real competitor just in the sense that competition breeds innovation and will mm-hmm. breed everybody, every platform to improve, hopefully at a quicker pace then. So that, that is a positive, uh, hopefully down the road that will start happening. But so, right, when you think back to when you started four years ago, do you think it's it was more challenging or easier back then than if you were going to start today? Uh, I would say easier uh, just because, I mean, there are people that when I started streaming, I remember that that started streaming well after I did and have been able to, you know, get partnered with Twitch or have had other opportunities, have done other things outside of Twitch and whatnot. So I feel like with it being so accessible now and especially coupled with the the last year and a half that we've had you have even more people going on so the the competition has definitely gotten stiffer as far as or as in terms of show and content creation in the digital space mm-hmm. um so that definitely makes things a little more challenging in, in those respects but i'm very much a believer too and i i'm not looking to to compare myself to what other people are doing or whatever. If you're able to create something unique uh, that people enjoy, the people will come. So mm-hmm. really it, it's, it's about focusing on, on what you can do in the kind of content that you're creating or what you're looking to create. And again, I believe that this very much has to extend outside of Twitch into other areas. You should be tapping into YouTube. You should be, uh, you know, going in and, and maybe trying to find if you can, um, do like a restream on Facebook and, and YouTube. And I know there's, um, 
uh, Trovo, some other platforms that are coming out. And we're, I'm, I hope, I'm hoping to be able to, I had somebody reach out to me about one of these newer platforms. So I'm going to see if we can't get them on the show here just to, just to see what some other people are doing because it is a tall order to be able to comp- compete with Twitch at this time. Um, just because they have that built in audience, people have been watching and u- utilizing their stuff for years. That's what's comfortable to them. But I feel like, again, there's a lot of innovation there that could be had that other companies are going to be able to come in and say, Hey, this is, we can offer that stuff plus this stuff. And just with some, uh, you know, how, how creators feel with the platform, I think you'll see even more so this year, people jumping off of Twitch and moving over and trying different platforms. And, and even I know that there's, there's uh, uh, some of my uh, uh, streamer friends have basically unaffiliated with Twitch or they are pushing their subs to go and, and sub outside of Twitch using like Ko-Fi or something like that. So then there, you know, that money is going directly to the creator. It was, it was kind of the reason why I stopped uh, giving bits to people because I mm-hmm. thought about it. I sat there and thought about it. I was like, wait a second. I'm buying bits to then use these bits to give to people, which Twitch takes a cut of. That's a double <laughs> dip. That is a double dip. And not only have I paid for the bits, but now they're taking a cut of the bits that I'm using for themselves. <laughs> it's like, nah, I did not feel good about that. So I think you're going to see a lot more of people going outside of Twitch. They may be creating content for Twitch, but I, I could totally see more people um, expanding their portfolios and and doing more, which they, I, I feel you should do uh, just to t- more eyeballs, more opportunities to be seen. We know TikTok is, is blown up and is a great tool to use for organic reach and whatnot. And I know gaming and stuff like that had really blown up a lot more uh, mm-hmm. on that platform too. So the opportunities are there. And, um, uh, you know, I think we're going to be seeing more, which is exciting. I want to see, I want to see more from other platforms and, and to be able to combat some of these issues that we see as creators. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, let, let me ask you, Ryan, because I, I don't, I don't know who said this quote, but like way back when, I heard a quote of something like, "Almost everybody can write, but not everybody's a writer." So I will say that, like, obviously, it's it's a lot easier to start streaming today than it was in the past. The equipment's more accessible. The platforms have become more accessible. But what is the what makes the difference toward finding a, a fulfilling? foray into streaming so that they're not just trying and go i don't even know what's happening and then they stop before they even give it a chance to to build something that they they want to build well you know and and no matter how you start out to a lot of it what i didn't realize within it is is really you're creating your own personal brand think of you know any any major brand that you think of we as individuals have now become our own brands so it's really an opportunity to create anything that you that you want to create uh to be honest you don't have to fit into any kind of uh bubble or any kind of particular thing because there's always going to be people looking for different stuff and that's what it is Mm -hmm. those people a lot of times they're going to find you Uh, one of the really important things i felt like really changed my stream was just being consistent about streaming and when I was going to be streaming. So people knew when, you know, Hey, I know every Thursday, Friday, uh, Ryan's going to be streaming, uh, usually, usually at night. So, you know, that helps to, to 
build that stuff and whatnot. And, and I just don't feel that there's really, you know, it, it's really dependent on what people are, are, are looking for in a stream and, and building a community. And I feel like a lot of that for me anyway, was what do I enjoy? What am I looking for in a community when I find myself gravitating to a particular streamer or, you know, something like that is, you know, I like feel good, chill, uh, positive vibes, good times, having fun. Um, is my thing. So anybody that fits within that criteria. And again, for me, it's not really, uh, you know, it's not really important what game a person is playing. It's, it's more about just being there, being a part of the community, hanging out with the people. See, it's like, it's almost like, it almost has that, like, uh, you know, it's cheers and everyone knows my name uh, type of feeling or, or is what really interests me. But I know some people like watching pro gamers play and, you know, they have a different way of streaming. They don't talk a lot. They're, you know, they're focused on the game and, and, you know, giving, get, get getting spicy dubs and things like that. I am not one of them dudes because I am not a professional gamer. So I focus on more of the entertainment value and, and things of that nature. And I'd like to push that even further you know, as far as maybe doing more show style things, maybe doing more, you know, hey, let me do a stream where I'm editing video. Uh, mm-hmm. I've done a couple, I've done a photo shoot uh, on stream and done the editing session with the models afterward and stuff like that. So really, you know, that's the beauty of it is that we have the ability to create anything that we want to. You shouldn't try to go and create something that you think people are going to enjoy. Create something that you enjoy and people will come and find it. Um, I, I feel like is is super important uh, when it comes to streaming. That is great advice. You know, let me ask you too, because I know my mind tends to work this way is I can get too uh, deep into stats. You know, how many mm-hmm. people are watching for how long? Uh, I'm sure those stats are available somewhere. Or, you know, it, it's too easy for me to like get wrapped up in numbers. And I think a lot of people that temptation is there and it's a very real temptation, right? Those statistics are out there. It's hard not to look at it and become fixated on it. Was there something, did it come naturally for you? Is there something that you told yourself to not worry about like the day-to-day audience and that it will just grow naturally provided you're doing the content that you love doing? Yeah. Well, you know, and it it did not come naturally because I was totally in, in, in looking at my views and, excuse me, seeing, seeing the stats and, and then feeling sad. (laughs) Don't do it. If I got, if I got anything to say, do not do that. It is important. Those are important stats to have, but you know, one change that I made was I, I went from having my viewers on to turning it off. A lot of that stuff came from like these, uh, uh, there's like Ashney Christ or, um, uh, shoot Gale level, just different people on YouTube, actually YouTube personalities that are also on Twitch that, uh, you know, with their, their streamer advice stuff. And really a lot of it too was going through and just finding out what worked and, and what didn't work. I felt a lot better. And I still to this day do not have viewers on. It doesn't matter if there's one person in or a, a thousand people in. I still want to run the show that I, you know, that I'm go- that I wanted to run and mm-hmm. I'm still going to have a good time regardless. So it doesn't matter. 
Now, I do go back and and take a look at the stats afterward because that is important as well uh, to be able to go in. Hey, maybe there's something that I did that my viewers dropped significantly. Let me go back and and look to see what what that moment was to avoid doing something like that. So it is important to look at those numbers. But those numbers, again, should be more of a kind of an audit. Uh, for yourself and trying to figure out what you can then do to improve. I, you know, another thing I think that was super important for me was actually going back and watching my own streams. Cause at first I was just like, I am boring. <laughs> so, you know, and I was all in my head, like the Karens, like, I'm not really going to say anything, just going to play this game, you know? So I was like, all right, dude, if I'm boring myself, other people aren't going to want to watch either. So a lot of it was, you know, again, taking what I enjoyed from other people's streams and being like, all right, does that apply? Would that apply to my personality and who I am? Is that something then that I could work into my stream and in, in a natural way, not a forced way, but just a, a way to be able to um, for it to, to work naturally? So that's really where a lot of my changes came from is just really things and seeing other people and what they were doing and and what I enjoyed about it and how it would be uh, apply uh, to, to myself and my stream. So, you know, we do, we have games in there. There's uh, uh, sound effects, just finding, and people have come up with all kinds of crazy ways uh, to, to be able to incentivize people to come through. Like one of my things is I'll create a sound effect for you after, if you're sub for uh, three months, six months and eight, or no, no, I'm sorry, three months, nine months and a year. Uh, it could be something that already exists or it could be something that I create myself. Uh, so just finding different, you know, fun, cool things to do as far as with that. I think I've, I feel like I've gone off uh, track here. No, you're bit. good. First, first of all, <laughs> I think I speak for everybody that I don't think I can imagine a time where you'd be boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there is. If, if you if you go into the archives, you can see there's uh, very much. I don't even know if I was on camera, but I wouldn't even say anything. I would just sit there and, and, and play the game like ah, or something like that. See, I, I, I feel like I feel like I'm going to go look now. I got I got to find boring Ryan and just see how <laughs> see what this is like. Uh, yes. You know, let, let me finish up with, with this. I, I always find that like the best measure of how somebody feels about a profession is if I ask them. If your kid said, I want to stream or, or I want to chase, you know, that dream of being a full-time streamer, is that something that you would feel comfortable with them doing? Is that something that you would try and dissuade them? Uh, I wouldn't say dissuade. I would definitely, I, you know, I, I'm very much, if that's something that, that my daughters would want to do and you already know she has a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. So it's something that we've worked on. We haven't done a, a, a ton of stuff on there, but we've worked on, on stuff enough. Um, so, you know, I would, I would absolutely support it, but again, education and, and there's a big clear separation. And I feel like a lot of people can get caught up in this sometimes, especially in this space. They very much tie their lives, their identity to their stream and their character. And that, you know, it's important to, to have that separation between, even though it's you, your brand in that life and your personal life. Uh, maybe I'm old school, but I like to have that separation a little bit. And I'm a little hesitant sometimes uh, because more now than ever, people have access directly to people. Whereas right. back in the day, it wasn't so easy to get a hold of somebody or be able to speak to them. So, you know, I, I am and I try to be careful with that kind of information. Uh, but, you know, ultimately, I also feel it's up to me if I don't feel like 
responding to somebody or somebody says something, I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste my time letting that, uh, affect me. Obviously that is, that is easier said than done, but it's, it's a crazy balance, uh, that you have to find, especially in this day of, of social media. But, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's, I'm sorry. I, I think I'm totally going off track again. <laughs> You're I, good. I keep going off. What was the original question? What am I supposed to be talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, it, everything you said made sense. I'll just leave it at that. Everything you said made sense, but good. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's leave it there for now. Ryan, what are you up to the rest of this weekend? Yes, uh, you guys already know it's Destiny Reset today, so uh, day of recording Tuesday, so I'll be grinding through some of that stuff. I've got projects in the work that that for for work and whatnot, but mainly Destiny 2, and I'm going to try, I don't know, I, I, I need to move forward, I need to beat Metal Gear Solid 5, I need to finish up those last four missions, even though I'm dreading them so badly. But I'd like to to finish that or finish one of my story games because I, I do want to start back up and go through and continue running the uh, Halo series, especially with uh, Infinite getting a date. It's yep. like, it was crunch time, baby. I can I can I can do all five before the new one comes out, right? Every <laughs> every week that passes, I'm just gonna have this like ticking sound for you, just just to count down <laughs> when Halo Infinite comes out. <laughs> Lord, oh Lord, what about yourself, man? What do you got going on, brother? You know, my girlfriend and I, uh, we're still we're still playing through the Mass Effect trilogy. Uh, we're still nice. loving. We just, I just love taking my time with that one now. Like, like I was such a, a different gamer from when that trilogy first came out, where I just yeah. wanted to finish as quickly as possible and get through the main story, move on to something else. So I am like really loving plowing through it going at a slow pace and really kind of just taking it all in it, it's a marvel uh and then we are we are dabbling in horizon uh so my girlfriend has never finished horizon so we're mm. uh doing that and just kind of getting ready for eventually horizon forbidden west down the yeah. road and let's just face it i'm gonna watch the matrix trailer probably like a thousand times and just loving every second of it. If it's terrible, I might have to take a sick day next week to mourn the loss yeah. of this movie. <laughs> I want a reaction video from you. I want a reaction video from you. First time watching it. Come on. That would will, be awesome. I will do that. Yes. I will have tissues next to me so that yes. no matter if it's happy or sadness, <laughs> I'm ready. It's going to be good, though. It's going to be good. They cannot mess this movie up. They cannot mess this movie up, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully they don't. We'll find out here on Thursday what we get and what we see. And we'll, we'll just kind of go from there. But. Anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us on Land Parties. Again, don't forget to hit us up on the tweeters at Land Parties Pod, at Lucas Egan, or at Smitty2447. We hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. Don't forget, Thursday, we've got the Sony Showcase. Hopefully, we get some spicy drops from that. We hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. And you know what it is. We love your faces. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.